I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, who is in attendance for one of the most boring games possible. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> one of the most boring wins. It's like, man, this game kind of sucked, but um, we I won. So. <laughs> I am all about boring wins. <laughs> Give it to me. We, uh, we wanted that Luka Doncic uh, triple-double really bad. Uh Fans wanted it. Uh, I think Luca really wanted it because uh, I thought he was really seeking it out, and the team was really trying to help him with it. But uh, did you see the video I posted of DeAndre allowing Luca to get a rebound? That was his ninth yeah. rebound. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was going for that uh, tenth assist uh, when he threw it off the backboard to DeAndre. That would have just like Luca knows these moments. Like he knows it's going to yeah. be like highlight worthy of like you know I'm gonna go for my tenth assist to be this like crazy. Sports center at play. And- it's his awareness. It's what we were talking about the other day with uh, the Rockets game where he knew that Harden had a couple fouls on him. And so he just he didn't take the three right away. He drove into the lane and and uh, had his left arm out so the Harden would grab him and try to foul him. And he just knows stuff like that. His awareness on, and playing basketball. He's played so much basketball that he knows what's going on at all times. It's like playing a video game so much. When you first play a video game, you don't know where the controls are and you're like, I don't know what, like when you first play Fortnite, how do I build? What, how do I do this wall? Yes. And then by the time you play, you know, how many years has Fortnite been out? Not even two. Like and when you've played all these months of Fortnite, all of a sudden you're like, like pre editing floors and doing all these w- crazy things. And, you know, doing all this stuff. It's like you just know where everything is, and now you're wishing, oh, I wish they would put more things in. And then Fortnite does. They put more things in the game and different things like that. You get that awareness of just all the little intricacies and all the little things that go on with it. And it's it's awesome to watch. It's it's great to watch. Um he did finish with seven points tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, he finished with seven points tonight. But all right, today we're gonna talk about the Mavericks win over the Orlando Magic. Every once in a while, I want to say the Orlando Mavericks because of that summer league team from from two years ago, <laughs> with uh, with Ding on it, and who else was on that team? Christian Wood, Warning, probably Christian Wood, probably Warning. But we're gonna talk about that game. We're gonna talk about. I want to talk about this idea, and uh, it was brought up during the game because he didn't play. But this is all speculation, obviously. Nothing sourced, obviously. If the Mavericks called up the magic and said we'll give you dennis smith jr for mo bamba who says no let's uh we'll we'll, we'll discuss that because I, that came up on, on twitter tonight i think that's kind of interesting they're both in very different situations but they could be but they're also in they're in different situations that are also similar in weird ways so we'll talk about that and then i want to talk about the maverick schedule the maverick schedule coming up is very interesting this this next you know month or so you know, the next 30 days or so is going to be very interesting for the Mavericks. It's going to tell us a lot about this team going forward. So I want to break that down a little bit since we got some time today and don't really have a, a ton to talk about with this game. But uh, let's talk about this game. The Mavericks win 101-76. to 
the Magic had nothing. I mean, they had nothing on. If this is the only Magic game you've watched, you think the Magic are as awful as they've been the last two, three, four, five, ten years. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the talk going into it was this season that Nikola Vucevic. Do we say it right? Vucevic. Vucevic. Yeah, it's a sitch. Somebody um, sent us like uh, at, five tweets in a row, giving us Slovenian or hey, no, not Slovenian, I appreciate that like, stuff. I like to be able to no, pronounce no, all, people's names right. Oh, for sure. I mean, we want to we want to hear these tweets because yes. um, we have crazy lives and we do these daily podcasts and sometimes uh, looking up official pronunciations off uh, team guides is the <laughs> um, it, it falls through the cracks sometimes. So yeah, if we pr- mispronounce a guy's name like that, then please tweet at us. Um, However, yes. we did not pronounce it like uh, Cedric Sabalos did tonight on the Maps post game report where he called him Nikola Vujicic. Vuya, ooh, like ooh, Sasha Vujicic, who used to play on the Lakers. Who'd you say said that? Said Cedric Zabalos. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick and I have a have a text uh, thing going on of quotes from said after or things that he does. We should make good. it a thread on Twitter where you and I just go back and forth every time. <laughs> well, the thing is, some of the things, things said, he does. Said. Uh, <laughs> Just making a whole separate Twitter account. It. I have a video I can put on there. I just I, I got this video of, of Cedric Zabala saying that at halftime I went. To, let's see if I can. I'm just gonna try to play the audio and see if it, you can. I just I just want y'all to know it was like two weeks ago when they lo- they lost the game and he referenced the China trip <laughs> as being <laughs> as being uh, like taking away their uh, <laughs> their energy and stuff. Just how it. it, it Takes time to adjust and all that. Okay, this is what said said. Eric Gordon, uh, I talked to him at halftime about being in a dunk contest. He said, I got something new. I was like, well, try to take care of 48 minutes on this court right here because that's the more important thing. <laughs> he goes, okay, so he said, I want to break this down. This is what said said. Went into the locker room at halftime. Talked to Aaron Gordon about the dunk contest. He said he's got something new for me. And I told him, you need to focus on the 48 minutes that, that are ahead of you. So he baits him into a dunk contest question, and then when he answers it, because he said I went in to talk about him about the dunk contest, then when he talks to him about the dunk contest, he says you got to focus on the game that's in front of you. Yes, that's like somebody asking Luca, like, "Hey, you've been playing Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite's a pretty fun game, ain't it? Yeah, it's a fun game. You need to be fa- focusing on basketball, not for like that's just a- <laughs> anyway. No, it's, anyway, uh- I thought that was funny, but. But uh, besides the fact that uh, like the Fox Mavs person is going to the Magic locker room and talking to a guy, yeah, how random is that too? I didn't expect <laughs> that at all. He doesn't. Uh, does, I don't think Cedric has any ties to the to Magic. I have no clue. I I don't know either. I'm talking to him, but 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 you were saying that that Vucevic is was was not did not play well at all tonight. And if he doesn't play yeah. well, then the Magic don't play well. Because like that was you know the season that he's been having you know we admittedly I I don't uh, watch uh, every single Mav- uh, Magic game and uh, I've been hearing about how great he's been uh, playing and seeing these big games who've uh, been playing and stuff and man he he just he didn't killed play the Warriors well. <laughs> uh, they swept the Lakers I think this season so uh, somebody <laughs> asked Rick Carlisle pregame about uh, I forgot they worded it in a way of saying hey how are you approaching these games that you should be winning you know coming up. And uh, Rick, uh, you know, you know, Rick is. And uh, mm-hmm. Rick went on to uh, give the resume of the Magic and was like, well, I don't really view the Magic like that. Uh, they've been playing. I don't know if you've been watching the Magic lately, but uh, they've uh, swept the Lakers and, you know, went through that whole spill uh, about that. And 
It's amazing. It's amazing being in these press conferences day after day after day in practice, pregame, postgame. Um, the the questions that coaches get, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you you wonder why we only see the very few where they you know pop off on somebody or when Carlisle is a jerk to somebody, but you don't see the the questions that they get where they get double questions because somebody wasn't there and so they get asked the question again. In the postgame tonight, somebody asked him. Um, so. They asked Carlisle, so the, so uh, I want to word it right because it was just, it was very weird. Uh, there were forty four points scored in the paint tonight. What did you think about the hustle and effort in the paint? And Carlisle responded, "Who us? <laughs> like who scored the points? <laughs> Who scored yeah. forty four points in the paint? Forty four points in the paint is not a lot of points in the paint. The Ma- the Mavericks scored over sixty points in the paint several times this season." Uh, it's just the uh, just the questions that that coaches get. It's kind of crazy sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, because you get you just get these dynamics of certain you know people coming in. They have their deadlines. They have their own stories. They want their own quotes. And yeah, um, there's also it's also cool. I enjoy when another away team reporter asks him a question. Uh, that maybe we, yeah, we that ask him sometimes, but um, he, you know, he has a different respect for that. Of you know, somebody asking him a, a question about Luca and his play and stuff. If it's a normal everyday person like myself or like Cato or like a, a Mavs guy, you know, he'll give you a generic answer because it's like, oh, I talk to you all the time about Luca. It's no big deal. But if somebody like the Magic guy, this this uh, elderly gentleman, uh, asked a question about Luca before the game, he gave this long, great answer to him because he never sees the guy. So it's like he he respects that part of it of like, yes. hey, you're asking this question because you know you're you know traveling with the team, blah blah blah. So it's cool seeing you know quotes and stuff like that. Speaking of pregame, he uh, Brad Townsend, uh, which is one of my favorite guys that covers the Mavericks, by the way, he asked. Um, Rick about Mo Bamba and uh, <clears throat> them liking him before the draft and stuff. And I, I thought uh, Rick praised uh, Bamba for uh, just the type of the praise that we heard from Bamba pre-draft was like just his intellect and his mind and just his personality. Rick praised all day. So I love that. He said, I loved um, when he came in for the, you know, when they worked out, he said he was an incredible shooter and something that I thought was very um intriguing about that was he said that he, he kept in touch with Mo Bamba up until the draft. And he said, I kept in touch with him up until the draft because I thought it was a really good chance that we were going to get him. And, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, how many coaches, you know, keep in touch with players like that? I mean, we never know that stuff. Cause who, who else yeah. did he keep? Did he keep in contact with Wendell Carter jr. As well? That, that could be, he could have done that take- as well. He's talking to, he's got all these side pieces that he's talking to. <laughs> side pieces. <laughs> Um, um, which, by the way, Mo Bamba, uh, DNP coach's decision tonight, did not play in the game. This is a big topic of conversation. Lots of memes, lots of things. I made fun of the Mo Bamba song a lot because I don't think it's a very good song. <laughs> and he was scratched for the lineup because of violation of team rules. Uh, coach Clifford, after the game, said to uh, Tim McMahon, it was a violation of team rules. It was just a one-game thing, and he will play again on Thursday. But that's what it was. So violation of team rules. Bamba said later he's got to be on time to things, so apparently he didn't show up to show up on time to something, and that's why he didn't play in the game. So a lot of us were like, "Oh man, we but we got to free Bamba, get Bamba out of that bad situation." And no, he yeah. just he was late. It's like the Nerlens thing when he was late that one time. 
you know, last year and, and move on from it. So once it got into the second half, you realize there was something up. They just wasn't going to not. Yeah, they're not going like, to just not play. It's like okay, something's up. Injury, something. I will say this: we've talked about this before about players in person, whether they look you know bigger yes. or smaller, just all this stuff. So I got there decently early to the game tonight, and I sat on the front row and just watched Jonathan Isaac warm up. Oh my gosh. Um, I texted Nick a, a video or a picture of him, and I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> uh, I, I just uh, I hit, like, that's the type of guy, the prospect you want on the wing on your team. Yes. Like, he is so massive. He's so tall, and he's like seven foot, and it was like, Dude, uh, we got it. Man, I'd love him on the Mavericks somehow. But yeah, but Mo Bamba's the same way. I mean, Mo, he's like, he really is like Rudy Gobert light, if you want to say light. Like, just seeing guys like that, th- I mean, those are the guys that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that you're just like, holy crap, man, you're so tall and so, like, your wingspan is so long. And you just want to um, ask those guys, how hard is it to find, you know, a pl- before you got all this money going to the NBA, how hard is it to find a place to live? To live in a dorm room because I lived in a dorm room. I'm six foot three, and I was too big for the bed. You know, <laughs> I was, yeah. how does a guy that's six, you know, seven foot with six ten wingspan, how does he fit into doorways? How does he, you know, do, just do normal things? How does he fit in a car? Do you have to, you know, I have to. In some cars, I have to pull the seat all the way back. How does how does he fold himself into these cars? And, things it's just wild to think about these guys living in normal everyday lives yes yes it's i think i'm like at the grocery and they're like oh let me get that thing off the top uh shelf for you and just grabs Yo, it grocery if bamba ever took two trips of groceries that's it he's he's done he never would have made it as a prospect that's what i would have asked him because he's got the longest arms he can fit all the bags of groceries on his arms he should never have to take more than than one trip are you a one trip guy or a two trip guy Oh, one trip for sure. Yeah. I'll I'll load up forty bags on my arm and like just barely get into the door and just collapse before I make another trip. Yeah, same. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about this game a little bit more. We actually haven't even talked about the game at all. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about it. <laughs> We've only talked about pregame. We've only gotten to the pregame, but we'll talk about the game a little bit more, and then we'll discuss Mo Bamba for Dennis Smith Jr. All right, Isaac. So this game. Um, several people after the game were saying that, you know, sometimes these teams come off these big wins. The Mavericks came off this big win against the the Rockets. And sometimes these teams come out sluggish and they, you know, they don't come, they don't step up to these next games that are coming up because they're not as glamorous maybe as beating the Rockets and playing against an MVP. And, you know, they don't get up for these games. It's something we hear a whole lot, but, and they said, well, it's it's a good thing they didn't in this game. Um, I didn't think they got up for this game at all. I mean, there was a couple things here and there, but how many air balls did we see in this game from both sides? I mean, when there's tweets from people saying, like, I mean, I even tweet, I'm like, wow, what a start. Like, I mean, it was just, it just, there were bricks, there were air balls, there were turnovers, there, it, it just, it was just a sloppy start to the game. Just neither team was shooting very well. The Magic um, started 8 of 27 <laughs> in the first quarter. <laughs> Dang. 29%. The Mavericks were 9 of 22, so not that much better, but 40%. Can we just take a moment and just acknowledge that this is one of the only times in NBA history that DJ Augustine did not kill us? Wow! Wow! I mean, I, is he watched? Just, I'm, like it's a monumental moment. He was a minus seventeen on the night, only six points. Wow! I was just, 
blown away that he did not torch us for 30 points tonight. <laughs> um, uh, but another thing now. to remember, Dennis, uh, Dennis did not plan this game. And uh, yeah. Jalen Brunson, arguably the story of the game, yep. um, filled in for Dennis at point guard. And he played great. He was 7 of 9 from the field. He had 17 points, 4 assists, 3 boards, a steal, only 1 turnover, plus 16 for the game. He... He started off firing. Was he 5 of 5 for his, his first five shots? And uh, just hitting floaters and jumpers and all these little things. And He, he was the talk of the media after the game. He was um, – I don't want to share all the conversations that was taking place because it gets some Mavs fans um, upset. <laughs> but uh, he was the talk among media of – just how it was, uh, how he fit in, how he played, the touch he has around the basket. Nick yeah. just talked about like his uh, the shots. It's like they just give him these shots, and he has this. Um, he has that touch. He has that little, uh, that little like ten foot little jumper. It's not even like really a floater, which he has that, but it's like his, his little jump shots. He just like casually, he makes it look so easy, and uh, he can get to the basket. I thought he's, I think he's gotten quicker, like. He had some crossover moves and stuff tonight. He had that one. He got to the basket. I'm like, dang, like yeah. You wonder he if just, that's if he's getting quicker or looser. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like getting more comfortable with the system. He is just, uh, man. Is he a Rick Carlisle player? Yeah. <laughs> is he? Yeah, is he, he is. just not a Rick Carlisle player? It's just, uh, it's crazy. Just uh, he's so smart. He's so comfortable. He's ball. like a better shooting Devin Harris. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of if he, he wanted to. He's not. He's not like def- JJ in the way that. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, really, we talk about how like we want him to be this like combination of both. In, yeah, in a way, which he kind of is. Like JJ and Devin, and uh, he's just got to get better defensively. And but but I mean, shout out to the starters as a whole. I mean, not as the low plus minus uh, DeAndre is a a plus fifteen, but going across the board, West plus sixteen, Barnes was eighteen. DJ plus 15 and Brunson and Luca plus 16 each. Like we've been talking about the starters have kind of been the weak link. And, uh, tonight they, they all perform really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it helps when the other side is playing a, uh, hobbled Nikola Vucevic, a, uh, DJ Augustine who is now washed. Apparently Jonathan Isaac, who's still trying to find his footing in the league. And then, um, Maxi Kleba with a better dribble. I texted Nick. I said, uh, <laughs> I said, "Hey, uh, Aaron Gordon is uh, is just uh, is Maxi Kleba with better handles and a dunk contest trophy." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's your there's your poke. There's your, uh, what's terrible about it? You know, I'm gonna stand take. by it. Let give it to me. Way give more, me Maxi okay, over Aaron Gordon. Obviously, way more fluid of an athlete. <clears throat> Can I give you a, a side by side comparison of both of their second seasons in the league? Oh, okay. Why did you show like disgust? Like you just ate a Brussels. Well, isn't Aaron Gordon averaging like like seventeen and five? In in their second seasons in the league. Oh, second season. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. he came out of the gate. Not that great. What? He was one but of these he was big a high project pick, guys. Though. Well, he gets he's getting paid twenty million dollars. Okay, so yeah, you wanted to pay him twenty million dollars. No, I've never been on this Aaron Gordon camp. <laughs> don't don't speak that blasphemy on me. <laughs> I've always thought he was he's kind of overhyped. Uh, now listen, if they traded for him tomorrow, I'd be all about him. I, I think they I think uh, they can make him into something. But uh, wow, the hypocrisy but, on this podcast. 
I know it's crazy. But uh, second season in the league, uh, Aaron Gordon uh, played 23 minutes. He averaged nine points, six rebounds, .7 blocks, and shot 29% from the three. Maxie's second season in the league this season, he's averaging 18 minutes, so pretty much like five uh, minutes less. Maxie was six- 10 years older than Aaron Gordon his second year in the league. Really? So that's an exaggeration, but he was he was almost eight years. I mean, he's what is he? He's twenty six this year, and last is yeah twenty six in his second year. And Aaron Gordon was nineteen, so hmm. it's a big difference. I still take Maxi over Aaron Gordon. <laughs> okay. What hey, what what, what, hey, what, what does Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon give you? Aaron Gordon is still like four years younger than Maxi Kleber right now. What what is he really? Yeah, he's that's like twenty three, and Maxi Maxi we are the same age, so he's twenty six. That's wild. Yeah. Well, I still stand by my hot take, and you can call it the bias hot take. I would take Maxie in a three-point contest. I would take Maxie as a defender. No, no. Aaron Gordon is, is oh, such a fluid Oh, get out athlete. of here. I would take Maxie as a defender any day of the week over Aaron Gordon. What is Aaron Gordon? What? He's never been on a team. He's never been on a good team until now. Okay. Aaron Gordon makes $20 million and it's like supposed to be the face of their franchise, and I would take Maxie over him right now. I mean, he's got he got sort of a Wiggins contract in that way. They're, they're paying him for what he can yeah. do in the future. Okay. You know, so he, besides, Maxie has really good hops too. So what does Aaron Gordon do better than Maxie right now? Score. Scores the basketball better. He has better handles. Defends yes. on the perimeter way better. Ooh. Okay, I'll give you a slight edge. Anything else? Nope. Passing. Sorry. <laughs> All right, next conversation. Keep Next going. conversation. All right, let's get into it. Um, Mo Bamba for Dennis Smith Jr. So Mo Bamba right now, obviously, oh, you gosh. know, we mentioned straight into we mentioned he didn't play. And listen, uh, we this is Twitter. This was birthed on Twitter. Okay, we're yeah. not pitching this. We're not saying. Uh, yeah, whatever. But this was I did. People were talking about this on Twitter today. And this, there's is a reason behind it because you look at Mo Bamba and he was drafted into the situation where they have Vucevic already. He's playing like an All Star this year. He didn't play tonight. Don't take tonight into you know. Don't make tonight's game his you know the mark on his whole season. He's been amazing. He destroyed the Warriors. He's been he's been very good this season. He's pretty much an All Star. And so they're having to decide whether they're going to, you know, keep him long term. I think he's a free agent this summer. We talked about him in our 2019 early free agent look. And they also have Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, who people have said, uh, some of our friends, Jonathan Charks, wrote a whole piece about how Jonathan Isaac should play a lot of five in the NBA, how Aaron Gordon should probably play some small ball five in the NBA. And so you look at that, and he's kind of in this logjam situation. And Mo Bamba is this, you know, Awesome prospects. We loved him in the draft. We love the idea of him. Uh, we love what he can become. We love it, you know, what the shooting can become. All that stuff. His wingspan, all that. And so he's in this situation, and he's coming off the bench. He hasn't started a single game this season. He averages not a ton of point, uh, not a lot of minutes. Um, he's definitely a bench player. He comes off sparingly. He the most minutes he's gotten in a game this season is just under twenty five. And he's played eight minutes in one game. So that's the kind of the spread for Mo Bamba in minutes. So he's on this kind of weird fit situation where he has other guys, 
that could be better, that, that are definitely better than him now, but also could be better than him in the future, and he might not get the opportunities. If they keep Vucevic, it's, it's all kind of this weird thing. Now, you look at the other side of this, you look at Dennis Smith Jr. He's on this He's in this team that already had, you know, JJ and Devin, the, the veterans coming off the bench. They also drafted Luca and and Jalen Brunson, two guys that are these, you know, ball dominant players that can, uh, you know, handle, that can do a lot of the same things that he does, that could be better than him. Luca's already better than him when he comes in. Brunson has shown a ton, and this is just the first twenty games of his rookie season. He could. You know, surpass Dennis at some point. I'm not saying he is now, but at some point he could. It's conceivable. And so you look at that and you're saying, well, and the fit with Dennis and, and Luca is not perfect. There's been lots of questions about that. The same way the fit with Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba and Aaron Gordon, that fit has been talked about. So there's these weird fits with both sides with these great prospects and Dennis and Mo Bamba. And if, there's whole and there's roster holes for the future in both of the, the opposite positions. Orlando rolled out DJ Augustine and Jerry and Grant. Um, they do not have a point guard of the future. DeAndre is 37 years old and is on an expiring contract. The Mavericks do not have a center uh, of the future. So yeah, it's that's not Dwight Powell. And I don't think it's race balding as much as we like race balding. And I don't think that's Costa 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 I don't think that it's Costa Santantacumpo as much as we like him. And Dallas doesn't like playing Maxi at the five. Um, Agreed. So Yes, that that is just added ammunition to this conversation that's been taking place on Twitter. So that's setting the table, and when we come back, we'll discuss it. Would you do Mo Bamba for Dennis Smith Jr.? All right, Isaac, let's start with this. Who says no? Just straight up. We set the table. We talked all about it. They are in these weird fit situations. At this point in their careers, who says no? The Mavericks or the Magic, either side calls. Let's say the NBA comes and says, hey, we think this is a good idea for a trade. They sit both sides down. They sit Don Nelson down. They sit down uh, the magic guy that had the whiteboard that <laughs> showed off all their stuff. <laughs> and they say, who says no? Which one of you guys says no? I think the first team that John says. John Hammond. John Hammond, the guy that used to yes, GM the I think Bucks. the first guy that says no is John Hammond. I think Orlando says no first. Wow. Um because because of this thing, John Hammond loves length. Okay, uh, this dude was with Milwaukee. Uh, he was the one who um, brought in Giannis, uh, Thon. Um, just even if you want to talk about Brogdon, like stuff like that. He goes, he comes to Orlando. You know, he has these guys. He has Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. He just, you know, Jonathan Isaac was on the team when they drafted Mo Bamba. So it's like, um, they so was Aaron Gordon, so is Vucevic, and so yeah. is Bismack Biombo, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, so I think in, in that world that I think there's still a, a scenario or a pathway for them to maybe capitalize on Vucevic's value, or uh, Vucevic's value this season as an expiring contract and which they could probably get something good for uh, if they elect to saying, you know what, I don't think we're going to pay him this summer. Let's try to get something for him now, uh, which he would probably fetch a decent um, package right now, you know, on an expiring contract, and he's playing pretty well. So Yeah, it's interesting to look at these guys and think that they're like like cars, like new cars coming off the lot. You, we, it, That's a lot of what draft picks are. As soon yeah. as you, you take them off the lot, they depreciate in value. They go down in value. You think, okay, what you could get for a car, as soon as you buy it that's new, you trade it back into that same dealership, you know, right then and there, it's worth less than what you just bought it for. And that's kind of what these draft picks do. Some of them, 
go way up in value immediately. Luca is one of those. He was drafted third, and everybody's saying, how did he not get drafted first? Uh, but these other guys, these Mo Bambas, these uh, you know players don't get to play as much right away. Marvin Bagley is another guy. They immediately depreciate in value, it seems like. Uh, but we still think that, you know, it, and that's just the perspective, I think, that, that fans have. We, we think that they are that way. But I don't think that's the case. I think Rick Carlisle looks at Mo Bamba and sees him the exact same way he saw him when he was drafted. He doesn't think that these 20 games changed him in any way. It's maybe the fit or the system, and, and they evaluated him you know, more it, so. It's all about what um, what thought process you want to have with it and, and what we were texting about during the game as far as what <clears> – <throat> the two different franchises if let's okay let's just say dallas and we'll play the hypothetical <clears throat> what if they do come to uh, come to this um final opinion and they're like you know what we just don't know like we're winning stuff right now um what if they did entertain a dennis smith jr market in they're that, saying we uh, have we have the replacement if we want to get rid of him jalen brunson's played so well that we think that we should try to capitalize and get something for dennis smith jr before we don't really know what to do with him yeah, which is probably too early at this point and just all this different stuff. But um, we're just saying if they did reach that point, there's two different routes. Do you, would you would they view it? Would they view it as, okay, what type of player could they bring in an instant impact player that could help them right now yeah. uh, for the future? Does he have that type of trade value if they went that route to get another uh, starter type of guy or another just impact playoff type of guy uh, for the future? Does he have? They could they entertain that route, or could they look at it and say, you know what, uh, it's going to take Dennis, a young point guard, probably another year or two in the league, to really uh, for him to hit full stride. Even though he's been playing incredible here lately, but it's probably going to take another year or two for him to be really going full stride in the league. W- what are other? prospects around the league that are on similar timelines that would will take another year or two to hit their full stride that you you would talk to other teams say what if we just switch these like i don't want to use project because projects are like a super super long term that is a young player that's just you know still it's going to take a couple years and so like the jonathan isaac or the mo bombas of the world that's where you can come to play and saying hey mo bomba um it it's still going to take another year or two to really um, accustom himself to the league, but that type of fit maybe with Luka Doncic might be better if they view it that way. Same thing with Orlando. They might view it, you know, in that situation too. Because if somebody like in playing the hypothetical, if they did swap, you know, switch spots, how, what would that look like? Well, Dennis would have the reins and Dennis would be running the show in, in Orlando and, you know, you say like he would be running everything with Dennis and Aaron Gordon uh, and Jonathan Isaac, the uh, bounce bros, the bounce brothers and, and all that stuff. And then you look at Mo Bamba, he would probably come off the bench uh, behind Deandre and, and kind of learn from Deandre and all that stuff. And Jalen Brunson or, you know, point Luca would finish out the year. However you want to do that. And they would be grooming Mo Bamba to be the long-term center. If Deandre walks in free agency and all that different stuff. So you see those type of, and how Rick uses the center spot. Mo could stretch the floor, but he could also play the role man and stuff yep, too. And both. so it's like, you, that's why the Twitter conversation is happening. That's why we felt like we should talk about it. Do I think it's going to happen? No, no, I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, we're still all in on the Dennis Lucas stuff and that, that's fine. And uh, so, yeah. Do you, so you think that the magic, would I think, say Orla- no. I think Orlando says no first because I, 
ultimately, I think Vucevic uh, is not on there. I think they trade him before the trade deadline. And them trading him, I think they will roll with Bamba as a long-term piece. I hope so. Cause I, hope Bamba- I think they play the long game in Orlando because they just don't have any guards. They're not going to make any noise. And like Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon would have to get like near Blake Griffin level. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for them to even like, and then they and you know something like that. But I think it's still going to be a multiple year thing for their rebuild. And at this point, paying a ton of money to Vucevic, like I think you should capitalize on Vucevic at the deadline and keep Bamba and roll with that. But I think Jonathan Isaac's the one for them to look at. I would roll with that Gordon moving? and Bamba. Yeah, I I would roll with with Gordon and Bamba uh, as my as my front court. And then, which I love Jonathan Isaac too. So like same thing, same conversation takes yeah. place. Then. So, uh, um, what would you do Jonathan Isaac for Dennis with junior now? Who says, who says, okay. Yeah. I was going to no. say, you got to ask me, you got to ask me who says, no, you can't ask me those straight up. Um, <laughs> um, who says no, that that's, that's a conversation. I mean, I would say Orlando says no right now. Cause I just think they just got to They want to two starters. Out their, They're starting Jonathan Isaac. Mavericks are starting Dennis with Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Orlando would say no just because they are they have time to just play around with it and figure it out right now and see what their next draft pick is. I mean, what if they get like another top draft pick and they're like, oh, hey, let's do Zion. Right. <laughs> Zion, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba. <laughs> Bounce bros. Dennis that with would- Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Zion, and Aaron Gordon. This is this could be your future, Magic. All the bounce. That would just All be the a bunnies. permanent dunk contest. The Bunny Bros. The Bunny Bros. They're, Bad Bunny. Golf. Yeah, their shoot-arounds could be a dunk contest. <laughs> yes, it would just be a straight dunk contest. Their layup lines would just be constant sports center. <laughs> now, the Magic aren't bad enough to get Zion, I don't think. They would have, no, to, they no, would have no. to win the lottery, and I don't think they're going to. Um, but no. you never know. The ping pong balls could bounce their way. Wow. <laughs> on that note, guys. Uh, so we'll talk about the schedule tomorrow. Oh, no. Just shout out to Jason Kidd. He looked like he enjoyed so much of the games tonight. <laughs> uh, he sat with Mark Cuban. Uh, he, he he was at the game. Um, I did find it cool that I saw Dennis. He was sitting in the middle of the bench, and at the beginning of the game, he moved to the end of the bench, and he was right next to Kid. And I actually watched him for like a minute or two, and they were having different conversations. So, man, that that's something that's – why are you laughing? Because when, uh, when Jason Kidd went to the bathroom, Dennis looks at Mark Cuban and says, hey – that's that coach that spilled the drink to try and get the timeout. Yeah. He, he was a player. He played too. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we didn't talk a ton about the, about I made the game, that but I, mean, I totally made it. But Jalen Brunson, uh, uh, yeah, he was the player of the game. Luca shot the ball. Um, not the greatest tonight, but, um, he was two for 11 from the field, but it was just a weird game. Starters, you know, checked out of the game they played the bench Dwight Powell and Finney Smith played over 20 minutes and um I will say there was a highlight that happened that I didn't think get, and got a lot of love and I tweeted out two gifts of it and it's just like it was the Luca nutmeg as he was like stumbling in the in yes the paint. to Brunson yeah which I thought was a nasty play and no one talked about it right after it happened and then like I was like, okay, and like, does nobody care? Or does no one seen it? Or um, it was kind of weird, but I thought it was an incredible play by Luca again. Yeah, 
always great plays from Luca, who had a Jason Kidd like stat line tonight: seven points, eleven boards, nine assists. <laughs> Very Jason Kidd like. All right, guys. And another, another gift moment for him, cheering with DeAndre. Oh yeah, like when he, they went, they, they missed the first two alley oops. They got the third one, and then they got the they uh, got they missed the fourth one, and then they got the fifth one. <laughs> another uh, another great moment for uh, Luca and DeAndre's budding friendship. Great stuff. It's all over Twitter, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. I got one more thing. No, just oh kidding. Oh, my Pe- God. Peace. Always. <laughs> Peace out. Boom. <laughs>